Coming up next on Chapters, we'll sit down with the Random Smile Project's co-founder and president, Paul Mola. We'll talk to Paul about the inspiration behind this project and how Random Smiles has been changing lives right here in our community for over 12 years. All that and more coming up next on Chapters. My name's Jim Derrick, and welcome to another edition of Chapters. On today's program, we have the president and co-founder of Random Smiles Project, Paul Mola. Welcome, Paul. Thanks. Thanks for having me. For anybody that is local listening in the Franklin area, I'm sure you've heard of Random Smile Project. And if you haven't, just think of the frown face going all the way up to the smiley face, the three-headed <laughs> logo, which has become a staple uh, really on T-shirts, sweatshirts. I have one myself from, I think, one of your original runs of sweatshirts. Absolutely, yeah. Random Smiles, if you don't know, is is just a terrific story. Founded in 2006 uh, as a community service organization whose mission is to provide a bridge of support for people going through difficult times and in the process to inspire volunteerism from right here within the community. And that's exactly what they've been doing. And over the years, the organization has just taken off and made a huge impact to the point where Fox 25 Zip Trip was just out here, and Paul was awarded the Hometown Hero Award on the program. Uh, that was last week, right, Paul? Yeah, last Friday. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, I, again, it's, I'm just a cog in the machine. I, that's I it. know. I heard you. I know you, uh, and that's the you truth. accepted that on behalf yeah. of the armies of people that, that you have. You know, Paul, I am so drawn to the story of Random Smiles and to the work you do. In this day and age when we have so much cynicism, so much arguments on the radio and TV about what's going on politically and nationally— Really, the breath of fresh air is the wonderful community service and volunteerism that is really represented by the Random Smile Project. Paul, uh, before we get into the history of Random Smiles, bring us up to speed on what's going on with Random Smile Project today. Today, we're uh, we're scaled down, I would say, from our original uh, mm-hmm. bearing. Again, we we, we kind of were shot out of a cannon when we first started, which was unbelievable. Like yeah. I said, we'll get back to that. But yeah. today, we're doing more... Uh, general assistance stuff. It's grocery cards and, you know, gas cards, some smaller financial assistance for people that are going through difficult times. And that's what we really say. We're a bridge of support for people going through difficult times. What a great, great thing. It really is because everyone can kind of wrap their head around that uh, because everyone finds themselves in a, you know, in a crappy situation at some point in their life. And uh, we've been very, very fortunate to to be able to take care of some people, and I, I shouldn't even say some. It's it's been quite a few people, yeah. and whether it's just some some Christmas presents, you know, if somebody just doesn't have the money, and Matt knows that from maybe school, the school nurse at Palmento or wherever he goes, uh, we we've been very fortunate that people will reach out to us because they know. Again, we're a very small organization, but we can do quite a few things. Uh, so we will attempt almost anything. We, I'm not saying we can do it all, yeah. but. We'll attempt it. You know, one of the things that's so great about your organization is that you say you're small, but here's the thing. You don't limit yourself in terms of your scope. It's like, what can we do to help somebody? Whatever we whatever we want to do. It's funny you say that. And that's actually, it's kind of detrimental sometimes to us because most charities have a specific, you know, charge that they, that they want to do. Uh, we're so broad-based. Right. We'll try just about anything. Whatever you need, We'll, we'll attempt it. Right. We so, really will. So the call to the community is, look, if you know of somebody in need, yeah. regardless of the need, call the Random Smile a- a- Project. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that we can do it, but we will we'll give it 100%. Right. We will absolutely attempt to do it. Right, right. So, so getting back to that, what, I, what I, our main focus, I think, I would say now is handicapped accessibility stuff like ramps. 
Uh, for us, it, it seemed to be a natural progression from you know uh, the whole house that we did, and we've done several of them. But the ramps are very easy to get volunteers to work at. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're relatively inexpensive when you talk about you know the impact that you're going to give to this family for relatively small amounts of money. Right. And again, it's uh, it's about the labor. It's very easy for us to get 15 people there, and in two hours we have completely changed somebody's life. They, you know, they, this person might not have been out of the house for six months. Right. And now they can do whatever they want. It's it, it's really life altering. But what I don't want to gloss over is something you just said. It's very easy to get. 15 people there and get this thing done. <laughs> Paul, for most of us, that's that's not something we say easily. No, but that's true. You and Matt, your co-founder, Matt Sousa, are very well networked in the local community. Uh, you're a contractor. Yeah. Uh, you, you went to school here? I did. Uh, I grew up in Franklin. I've yeah. been here my whole life. Matt and I have been friends since we were four years old. It's, well, it's just, I mean, it's an incredible story. But, but to say it's very easy to get somebody there says so much, not only for you and, and Matt, your co-founder, but for your incredible board of directors and volunteers. Yeah, we, we, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and again, that's why we've just been so fortunate. Um, j- again, no matter what you're talking about, people love the the, or the organization because every dollar that's donated, they know it's going right back into a project. Right. Nobody gets paid. And, and that I think that is, is such a big piece of why we've been successful. It's Random Smile. Dot org. Random Smile, just like it sounds, dot org. The Random Smile Project, putting smiles on faces throughout our community, and that's exactly what you've been doing. Paul, let's talk a little bit about you. You grew up here in Franklin. Yes, I did. And you said you were you were friends uh, with Matt. Yeah, since, Matt and uh, I have been friends since nursery school. Yeah, you remember nurse people <laughs> do that anymore. But yeah, we've been friends forever. We've never lost touch. And again, we've just you know we're, we're very good friends. He's like a brother to me. Right, right. So you were giving me some of the history before off air, and it's a great story. Uh, uh, Matt had a crazy idea back in 2006. Can you talk about how he approached that with you? He uh, he called me one night and just said, uh, hey, hey, what do you think about starting a charity? And and I was kind of taken aback. I, I yeah. said, well, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know, just something that, that we can actually give something back to, to local heroes in the community. We'll use that word. Um, his father had just retired from teaching, and he wanted to do something that, that just said thank you to some unsung heroes in the community, teachers, firefighters, police officers, people that just do their regular job every day. And and again, most of them go above and beyond the, the call of duty and they're never recognized. Never recognized, right. So we, we just wanted to recognize someone for, for doing their job and never asking for recognition, but knowing that they've they put a lot of extra, you know, effort into their job and we wanted to, to respond and, and recognize somebody. Yep, yep. And that's how we started. And so that's the crazy idea. And you say, hey, why not? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you grab uh, you grab your checkbook, I guess, and you write a, a <laughs> modest check for... We did. We each put $1,000 into an account. We had yeah. $2,000 and that's what we we're going to do. We we're going to try yeah. to find somebody that uh, that deserves some recognition, and we were going to give them a gift card to to a restaurant or something. Just something very small because we this, had no money. At this point, Paul, do you have uh, any idea that this thing is going to morph into something? Oh, do, you, do you have God, a board no. of directors assembled? No, not yet. It was just Matt and I. Any money nothing. in the bank beyond what you no, guys brought? $2,000. $2,000. Okay. That's it. $2,000 and a thought. Yeah, and a thought. Get Correct. some plaques for people. Yeah, let them know they're... Basically, that was it. Yeah. A plaque. Uh, in the meantime, um, a friend of mine that I work with at the fire station, Tom Colucci, asked me if I had seen a friend of ours that we grew up with in uh, in high school, and uh, you know he worked in the in the industry also. He used to be a salesman at H. Harris, um, and I said, "Geez, no, I haven't." So he goes, "Well, you might want to go see Phil. It was Phil Hino yep. again. We grew up with him. Yep. Um, he's got ALS, and I, I was dumbfounded. I couldn't believe it. I did not know he had ALS. So he goes, uh, "You should definitely go down and." and you know, go see him. He's he's not doing great. So I said, I, I had no idea. So Tommy said, if you don't mind, he goes, I'll come with you. I haven't seen him in a while either. Maybe we can go down tomorrow. So 
Tommy and I went down and talked to him, and he was already wheelchair-bound, had a great attitude, and that's what everyone will remember about Phil. He had a great attitude every minute of every day. He was pretty much you know, stuck in his house, but you would never know it. Right. He would, he'd always come out um, to go to his son's football games and, and all that kind of stuff, and it initially started, we needed a ramp at his house. So I guess Rose's brother was going to build the thing, but they needed some some money. So we we just donated a couple dollars just to get the ramp built. Sure. Her brother-in-law did do it um, just to get him out of the house. So Matt and I went down, or Tommy and I went down originally to talk to him, and uh, and I was blown away at at how how much he had deteriorated since the last time I saw him in April. Yeah. He was still working then. Uh, so I left the house and I called Matt immediately. Mm-hmm. I said, Matt, I think we have I think we have something for random smile. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, you remember Phil Hino? He's like, oh, of course I remember Phil. Great kid, great kid. Uh, I said, he's in trouble. Well, what do you mean? I said, he's got ALS. Now, at the time, ALS wasn't as well publicized as it is now. That's right. Very few people, or, or I shouldn't say this, but I, I, don't, I didn't know a lot of people that had ALS. No, and if you did, you probably didn't know what they were suffering Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, so Matt and I decided to go down and talk to, uh, to Phil and see what was going on and, and see if we could help them out. Because Tommy had come up with the idea of maybe just painting the... They lived in a duplex at the time. Uh, see if we could maybe paint the other unit where sure. his grand aunt used to live. Modest thing to yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of paint it up and, and see if we can get a tenant for them. Just because now he's not working anymore. Rose right. was working a part-time job, but they had two young children. Um, see if we can get him a tenant and at least get some money, some income for them every month. So I said to Matt, what do you think about renovating the place? And he almost flipped out. He said, are you out of your mind? How much, you th- how much is that going to cost? I said, well, I don't know how much it's going to cost. But he goes, we got $2,000. You are out of your mind. There's no way we can do it. So um, I said, listen, why, why don't you just come down and talk to Phil with me, and we'll see if, if – I mean, he might not even be open to it. Yeah. So maybe it's a, it's a moot point. So Matt and I went down and talked to Phil. Uh, he was very reluctant. He doesn't. Again, he is always the person that would help someone. He'd spend every Saturday going to help somebody that needed to pour concrete at their house or whatever they needed. He was the giver, not the taker. Ever, he was always a giver. So we went down and said, "Listen, this is what we'd like to do, Phil. Is is that okay?" And he was very reluctant. I, I, reluctance, the wrong word. He was he was did not want to Adamant. any part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Adamant. Uh, but but we kind of worked on him for a little while, and he at the end of the conversation, he was definitely open to the suggestion. Sure. He said, listen, you got to talk to my wife. I, I mean, I, I would be open to you doing something for us. I, I, hate to, I hate to ask for anything. I said, you're not asking. This is really, this is selfish for Matt and I. We really we want to kind of launch Random Smile Project. It yeah. would be a perfect launch. Uh, he goes, well, you got to talk to my wife. And Tommy said the same thing. And, and I told Tommy that we needed to go talk to Rose, and he actually started to chuckle. I said, what's the matter? He goes, have you met Rose? <laughs> I said, no, uh, no, I haven't. Why? He's, and he just laughed again. He goes, no reason. You'll, you'll see when you meet her. She's, she's a sweetheart. She's an absolute sweetheart, but, but you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. So Matt and I set up an appointment with Rose and Phil. It's probably two days later. And we go down there, and I'm like, again, I, I, Matt and I could talk anybody into anything. This will be a piece of cake. <laughs> so we go down there, and we, we lay out our plan of attack to Rose, and she she almost threw us out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. We do not need charity. Absolutely no way. We're all set. That's ridiculous. Go, go give that to someone else. Proud people. She's very proud. Yeah. yeah. And she should be. Um, and I said, well, I, I understand your point. I, I understand. I Again, I understand completely. I said, to be perfectly honest, it's really more so about Matt and I. Yeah. Um, you know, this is really, would be a great kickoff for us. Which makes total sense. Absolutely. I, I just want to, I'm going to do a little spoiler alert, alert here. 
Uh, if you're listening, Rose, uh, <laughs> Paul referred to you as a sister to him now. So, Absolutely. So before we go too much further down that hole with Rose, <laughs> and I just want to remind everybody you are listening to Chapters Radio. My name is Jim Derrick. We're having a conversation with Paul Mola. Paul Mola is the president and co-founder of Random Smiles Project, a local group doing great things in our community based right here in Franklin. And importantly, Random Smiles has their big fundraiser coming up on Saturday, August 18th, right here at Fletcher Field. That's Fletcher 3 at 9 a.m. It is a wiffle ball tournament. Who does not love wiffle ball, Paul? No one. Really. Everybody, you, and, and you guys have all kinds play. of categories. You have fast pitch. You have slow pitch. You yes. have home run hitting contests. Yep. But here's the important thing. It is limited to 32 teams, and Paul tells me they are very close to selling out. How many on a team, Paul? Five on a team. Yeah. It's uh, it's well worth it. It's a great day. It's, it's going to be a great, great day. If you can't get onto a team, uh, come on down and be a spectator. Enjoy some of the food that will be there, the fun. It's a great day for the community. Uh, buy a Random Smiles T-shirt. And keep in mind, this is the only fundraiser for Random Smiles. So uh, that is coming up again Saturday, August 18th. You can register for that at www.randomsmile.org. So back to the story, Paul. We're talking about, at the at the time, Rose, Rose's and, and uh, her husband, husband's um, lack of willingness to participate at first, but but they're really going to be what will become the, the launching point Absolutely. for Random they, Smiles. They're like a poster. It's a great story how this house came together. It really is. It's amazing. Uh, again, I could spend an hour just on this, so I'll, I'll kind of give you the, the basic points, but uh, Matt and I decided that, you know, we finally talked him into allowing us to renovate this house next door. So realistically, it was just Matt and I. We were going to gut the whole house down to the studs, clean it up, replumb it, rewire it. And again, we're not going to be able to do this. So, uh, you know, I am a general contractor. So I have a lot of people in the in the trades that I was going to ask to assist us. So uh, we we end up starting the Tuesday after um, Martin Luther King Day. Right. So it's just Matt and I. Yep. We go, we rip out the entire second floor. Now the place is a, it's a disaster. It right. is, it's all horse hair plaster. It's just the two of us. We both at the end of the day, we're covered with, with dust and junk. And, and I want to emphasize at this point, he, uh, Phil Hinole has a ALS diagnosis. Yes. He's got two children in the home. Correct. With his wife, uh, Rose. Yep. And it is a single family residence at this time. No, no, it's a two family. I'm it's sorry. always been a two family. So that that other half was his his grandmother and his great aunt lived there. But they couldn't put a tenant in there at they, that point. They had passed away. They hadn't done anything to that side got of the it. unit in got years it. and years so and this, years. So this is the pinnacle of need. Absolutely. Uh, so Matt and I start. Um, at the end of the first day, we're both like, what did we get ourselves into? We're going to be here for six months just yep. cleaning the place out. Yep. Uh, so in the meantime, we leave that first day. I, I called my friend Tom and just told him what we were doing. Jeez, we just we came down there, Matt and I, today. We kind of ripped out the whole second floor. We're going to be back tomorrow. If you have some time, maybe you can stop by and just give us a hand. Uh, so that second day, Matt and I are there at 8 o'clock, just the two of us. We're just laughing about how long it's going to take us. And 8.30, Tom and his brother, Jamike, Come down, and now there's four of us. We start cleaning the thing out. By 9 o'clock, three more people, Ed Lovely, Steve Crowley, and Rob Richards come down. Now we're at seven people, and we pretty much get the, the second floor completely cleaned out that, that second day. It's like a scene out of Field of Dreams. It, it really, the people it was, that come and walk out they, of the cornfields. They had no idea. Yeah. We had no idea. So that second day is seven <laughs> of us. The third day, there's probably 15 of us yeah. there. They People just showed up. Yeah. I don't know how. I didn't say anything to anyone. Those guys must have said, hey, we just did some pretty cool thing yesterday. So we get 15 people there on the third day, and it's cleaned. It's vacuumed. It's swept. It's ready to go. Right. 
Um, we, so obviously Matt and I are way ahead of schedule, yeah. but we again have no money, yeah. so we don't know how we're going to you know proceed. So I said, listen, why, why don't we go up and see Jack D'Addario, who again is, uh, you talk about philanthropy, he's been a giver his entire life. He has always given back to the community. Uh, he's been very good to me since I was a young kid. Um, you know, we are related, so it was very easy for me to ask him for something. Uh, but, but again, I've done business with him forever. Sure. He knows what we're doing. So I, I told him basically, you know, how we had started this thing and what we were trying to accomplish. He asked me to put something in, in writing, you know, in letter form about who we were, what we were trying to do, and what we would possibly need. So I did that. I wrote him a letter um, from Matt and I, and then we put a couple things that we thought we would need on the back of the, the letter. We went up in SARM. He read the letter. He goes, this is perfect. This is exa- I, I love what you guys are doing. This is great. This The whole community service thing, I, I love to get involved with this stuff. Uh, and just as a side note, my Uncle Donald ended up passing away from ALS, so wow. I know what you guys are going to be going through with your friend. It's, right. it's awful. So he understood exactly what we were talking about. And he turned the paper over, and I, and I had listed a, you know, a very few items. A modest list. A mo- very modest yeah. list. And he, yeah. and he just he looked at it, and he said, that's it? He goes, well, what about the appliances? What about the lighting fixtures? Because, again, they sold all that stuff. I said, well, no, no, no. We'll ask somebody else for that. He said, Paul, I, I asked you to give me a list of things that you're going to need. I said, Jack, I, I, I appreciate your generosity. I, again, we can ask other people. He said, D- listen, we're going we're to stop right now. You and I, this is what we're going to do. We're going to set up an account for Random Smile Project, and you and I will go back. We went into his office. We set the account up right then and there. Um, he said, you need to get this thing plumbed. Have you talked to a plumber yet? I said, well, no, not really. He says, all right, you're going to call these three people. And again, I've used all these three plumbers, and they were, you know, again, no hesitation whatsoever. They they couldn't wait to get involved. So they ended up plumbing, whatever, you know, whatever they had to do. It was really labor only. Everything that they needed, they went to Diderio's. They ordered it. It was shipped to us. We'd, we'd look at the bill at the end of the month, and Jack would zero it out. Yeah. We never paid for a thing. Yeah. So in the matter of a week and a half, we had it plumbed and wired. Same thing with the wiring. Jimmy Laughlin, Paul Getchell, and Greg Ballerino, uh, all local electricians. They all knew Phil very well. They couldn't wait to get involved. They came, and they did whatever needed to get done. So, again, I'm going to kind of fast forward. We went through the entire house for zero money. Now, yeah. again, Matt and I had $2,000 in the bank. That's it. Um, to to do this project, this is probably a hundred thousand dollar renovation. Right, we got it done for zero. Right. In the meantime, um, we had told you know we're getting closer and closer to Rose because we're there every single day. Uh, she's just an she's an absolute sweetheart. She's, she's an yeah. amazing woman. So in the meantime, we, we just kind of were chatting with her and talking about how we started Random Smile and what we were going to do was initially just give a, like an unsung hero award <laughs> out in the community, give them a, a little plaque and a hundred dollar yeah. gift card or something. Yeah. Um, she said, well, geez, I have the perfect recipient. I said, really? She said, yeah, one of the Nick's teacher, Mrs. Lawson, is retiring this year. So she said, um, I would love to nominate Mrs. Lawson as your first recipient. She's amazing. She does a homework club in the morning and the afternoon. She would be ideal if you could give some stuff to her. I'm like, well, yeah, that would be great. So Matt and I decided we we set up an appointment with the principal at Davis there, and we said, listen, can you tell us what she would like? You know, again, we don't have a lot of money, but just give us a couple of things that, that she might want, yeah. um, and we'll see if we can get it for her. Well, I know she likes jewelry, and I know she likes atlases, um, so she gave us a couple of things that, sh- that she would like, and we had a couple of people that were already involved. A jeweler was uh, was 
you know, on our board of directors. So we ended up getting some jewelry. We got everything that she wanted. Um, we had taken care of. So we put a little basket together for her. And as we were leaving, we set up an appointment with the principal. You know, we like to bring it up and, and present it to her. As we're walking out the door, Matt just nonchalantly said, is there anything else you guys need up here? <laughs> and the principal started to laugh, actually. And she said, uh, oh, I'm glad you asked. You know, what we really need is some playground equipment. And Matt said, whoa, whoa, whoa. again, we're, we're very small. What do you mean, like a jungle gym or something? She said, no, we have, we have one basketball for the whole school. He said, what? She said, yeah, we have one basketball. There's 400 kids at this school. We, we don't have any, any balls, hula hoop, stuff like that. Unacceptable. It was unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable. unacceptable. So yeah. we said, well, that's ridiculous. So, again, we had a little kitty in, uh, in the bank. We ended up going over to Walmart, and at the time we were – a little too small for Walmart. They didn't want to help us, which was fine. They, since that point, Walmart's been very, very, very generous to yep, us. Yep. Um, but we decided we had some money. We went, we bought 12 wiffle balls. I mean, 12 uh, soccer balls, 12 basketballs, 12 footballs, 12 four square balls. We bought a, a, at least a dozen hula hoops, bought some jump ropes, some, some games for kids to play indoor recess. And then in the meantime, we ended up buying them a television and a DVD player just so they could do stuff in the, sure. you know, inside. So we set up the time to go to Mrs. Lawson's classroom, and that's how we did it, the first one. Yeah. We went to her classroom. They were away at the time. Matt and I came in with the principal. We had all these bags of stuff and the games and the TV and everything, and they came back from wherever they were. I don't know if they were at gym or whatever, and she was completely blindsided. Had no idea we were doing this. So we had a bunch of people with us, and we just made the presentation to her. She started crying. We all started crying, and the kids went bananas because now they have <laughs> things to play with for uh, yeah. you know for recess the next yeah. day. W- once we did that, again, we had the house going pretty well at that time. It, it was amazing. Every single principal just started calling Matt. Hey, now, we don't have anything at, uh, at Parmenter also. Yeah, I remember the one down at Parmenter. Parmenter was yeah, the big one. You that had a call the, for people to come out, and they, that was they the had big uh, all kinds of stuff going on. There were big bags of balls yeah, that so, you guys brought up. So that was not only we bought that stuff people donated that stuff in the meantime fox was doing their first zip trip in 2007 in franklin and they happened to catch wind of it and before that um fox 25 i don't know how they got hold of the story but maria stefanos came out and interviewed phil and in turn matt and myself and rose so she really she loved phil you, you couldn't help but love Phil. Sure. So she really took a liking to Phil. So she, I think, is the one that talked to one of her producers yeah. and said, listen, this little organization is pretty cool. Yeah. Let's do a, a story on them. And in the meantime, we were going to do this, the playground initiative. That's what we were calling it. We were trying to do every school in Franklin, which yeah. we did. And we did, actually, we, we went as far as Wareham with the playground initiative. You're kidding me. No. And I, so now you're lighting it. You're absolutely lighting a fire. I want to remind people, this is Chapters Radio. My name is Jim Derrick. You can find my podcast at www.chaptersradio.com. Com. I'm having a great conversation with Paul Mola. Paul is the president and co-founder of Random Smiles, the Random Smile Project uh, here uh, locally in Franklin, but you do work beyond that. We're talking about really the genesis of Random Smile. Here are these two elementary school <laughs> friends, Matt Souza and, uh, and Paul Mola. They were able to help Phil Hino and his lovely wife Rose and their children uh, renovate a home and be, and then it just took off and 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 uh, referrals kept coming and you start to grow right and yeah, you start it, to realize if you you've tapped into a real nerve here absolutely and again we we've always said that we just kind of give people the avenue that they need to give because most people want to give 
They they do. They they want to be philanthropic. I I love this angle. What do you what do you hear from people that come and volunteer and reach out to you? And do, is that is that the kind of re- that, response that you that's get? That's exactly what it I is. I never knew how to help. I never knew how to. I w- I would love to do something, and you guys, you know, make it very easy for us. And especially Matt at the time was was very organized. Yeah. Our email list was yeah. gigantic. Yeah. So we would send a blast out for whatever we needed. And Matt was very involved with the schools. Every school nurse in, in Franklin knew Matt. Yep. So if if a kid needed something, and and again the nurses really have the pulse of of the entire community in the school. So if she would see a kid that didn't have, you know, maybe winter clothes in winter, she would give Matt a call and say, listen, this family, I I don't know a lot about him, but I do know that this kid has worn the same clothes for the last week and a half. He's wearing sneakers when he really should be wearing boots. Uh, Is there any way we could do something like that? So, again, we would just send out a blast. Now, so this is where we were very fortunate because, again, we still didn't have a lot of money. Mm. We would just send, listen, can someone go out? Next time you're at at Bob's, can you grab pair, you know, size 5 sneakers, uh, you know, a size 12 T uh, t-shirts and pants and stuff and just drop them off at, at usually at my wife's uh, real estate office was really the kind of the drop-off spot yep. and people it was amazing whether it was groceries or clothes or whatever people would just drop stuff off because right. they wanted to help. Paul, you you uh, did incorporate. You uh, became Random we Smile. We were very, very fortunate. Project there. Incorporated. Yep. You got some donated accounting and, and yep. uh, legal help. Uh, and from there, you brought on a board of directors. You seated Correct. a board of directors, which you still have today. And and we've gone through a couple iterations. We had a very large board initially mm-hmm. uh, because people really wanted to get involved. But again, you know, we, we, we kind of went through quite a few changes. Um, as we've gotten a little bit smaller, just because it was such a huge rush mm-hmm. uh, when we first started, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're not quite as big now. We don't do as many fundraising events. So so we're a little bit small. So the board has gone from quite a few people now down to where we are at seven. And the seven people that are involved now, I mean, they, they've been lifelong friends of mine. Uh, they, they're com- totally committed to and I just want to remind people, the Random Smile Project that's at www.randomsmile.org. Go on there. You'll find out exactly how you can volunteer. There's a volunteer button. There's a donate button. And and, a, and an email, I believe, a sign-up button so you can stay in touch. I know you keep referring to size, and, and I understand that. We, you know, I understand that when you come out of the gate... Uh, there's just so many ideas, right. so much creativity. Nobody, everybody yeah. wants in, and that's human nature. Um, but one of the things that I, I, I am just really, really drawn to, Paul, is that you guys have been around since 2006. That is a long time. I know we're very fortunate. I mean, that, we're that 12 years out here. I know. I and, know. And the founders are very involved. Yeah. And I'm willing to bet that anybody that's been involved with you in the past, if they're not involved or aren't, don't come out to events, if you called and asked them for help, they would be more than willing to get a- right absolutely. up. Absolutely. And, and that's again, it's just we, like you said, we've definitely tapped into uh, you know a, a visceral emotion here. I will tell you that when you have an organization like this in town, it it does more for the communal good than we can even imagine that I, you know, because you hear people talking about this wonderful organization that does work in Franklin and how people really do love their neighbors and everything Absolutely. else. And it, and it's very infectious. Yeah. You uh, know? It's a great word. Infectious is a it great word. It really is. Uh, Paul, you, you have done a tremendous amount of projects, both large and small. And frankly, when I say small, if, if it's me that's in need and I needed a food card to get no. through the week, that's not a small no, thing. No, you're right. So you're I want to put right. air quotes around yep. that. Can you talk to me about some of the impacts that you've seen on people in our community? Yeah, I'll give you— Some stories. I can give you a couple of stories. But one is it, it just seems so simple. Again, we've been very fortunate with the, the amount of people that want to help with the ramps. We'll just pick the ramps for right now. Uh, we've done, I'm going to say, 25 to 30 ramps mm-hmm. on homes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this one particular ramp, it was for an elderly woman in Franklin who I've known the family forever, and that's the beauty of Random Smile, too, is somebody that gets involved, they know the person that we're helping. Right. That, that that just makes it so much closer to home. Yeah. It's just it's very easy to donate money and time when you, you actually know the people. Sure. It's amazing. So I've known this family for quite a while. Uh, we ended up getting, for some reason, I don't know why, it was a Sunday morning. Uh, we got a tremendous turnout. There had to be 30 people that showed up for this particular ramp install, and it was a very simple ramp. It was a platform and probably four six-foot sections. It might have been five. It might have been 30 feet long, but it was a straight ramp, very easy to to, uh, to install. But for some reason, a whole bunch of people showed up. So it was great because people just it was people that didn't know each other. It was some newer members, so they all got to talk while we were doing the work. And again, it was probably six or seven people installing the ramp, and all these other people just kind of talking about what was going on, and and you know how cool it was to to meet different people. And everybody was able to give some stuff back to the community. So in the meantime, as they're talking, uh, somebody went out and got coffee and donuts or whatever. Um, I went up to the woman and knocked on the door, and it was ready again to unveil the ramp. This woman hadn't been outside of her house in six months. Oh. Now, just think about that. It doesn't sound like that, but when you think oh, about yes, it, it does. someone hasn't seen the sun in six months. I went up to the back door. I grabbed her wheelchair, and I wheeled her out. She, the first two feet down the ramp, she was hysterical crying, hysterical, which in turn left all, myself and every volunteer. It was it was absolutely unbelievable to see the impact that we made on this particular person's life, again, for an hour and a half of, of doing, really just kind of shooting the baloney with, with friends that you might not have met before and now you, you're friends with them, to see what, we, what impact the, the group had on this particular person, it is life-altering. It is and, and I say it all the time, it's life-altering. If you can, it's, it's a two-hour two hour donation of your time. Mm-hmm. It's nothing in, the, in you know, in... In, and I would argue that this woman gave back at least every bit as much as you gave her, if not more, because of the impact on the 30 or so people oh, were absolutely. there. Would that be right? I, I, I agree. I agree 100%. Because it's, it's like you throw a pebble in a pond, you see, and that's what she did with her emotional reaction, and people are impacted, and the ripples go out from there, and who knows who's helping somebody else it's now exactly today right. because, because of, of that, that experience a- absolutely. that Absolutely. Again, you can't you can't buy an experience like that. It's really, it's it's amazing. What a privilege. It is. It's a privilege. It's absolutely a privilege again we i know and like you said sometimes i say oh it's a small job but you're right sometimes we are changing people's lives it's amazing for a little two-hour donation of your time or a you pair could, of shoes it's or, exactly it, a pair it, of boots for a kid that has never had boots before and, and there's six inches of snow on the ground you know paul being in your company um i'm struck by a number of things beyond your th- philanthropic nature you have an, a boundless amount of energy you have a, a real when i called paul i was worried that i'd be cutting into his time i i facebooked uh, uh messaged them and, and and nancy got back to me and said oh he'd be thrilled to talk to you and i thought okay you know he'll probably get back to me at some point Paul almost jumped through the telephone when I asked him to come on. And I know it's, it isn't because he has extra time. He's a very busy guy. But this is something that you literally eat, sleep, and breathe. This gets you very excited every oh, single day. It gets you out of bed, doesn't it? It, it, it absolutely does. Yeah. I just, again, Matt and I have said this from the beginning. We're, we just feel very fortunate that we're able to, to give back. We've been very fortunate in, in life, and, and I understand that. Again, I think it's my duty and Matt's duty to pass that stuff on. It's just it's the way that we were both brought up, and and I'm very thankful to my father for for instilling that in me. Um, it's just the way that you're supposed to go about your life, I think. Well, I hope so. And that brings me to uh, the scholarship program that you have for 
for uh, the youngest among us. Um, can you talk to us? It's a very empowering program that you've set up for your scholarships. It's not an easy bar. Uh, for people to get these scholarships, but there's an essay component and there's a there's a volunteer and community service component. Can you talk to us about that? Because yeah, that, that's really the future, our, oh, our, it, our young people. It absolutely is. Creating more Paul Molas. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, and before we even get into the high school stuff, we actually, we, we've been very fortunate. My children grew up in Rentham, the Rentham Public Schools, and yep. Rentham still goes to Camp Borndale yep. every year, which is an, an amazing experience for well. these kids. Yep. Franklin doesn't do it, but Rentham does. Uh, it's about $350 per kid for the week. And there are, even in an affluent community like Rentham and Franklin and Norfolk, there's still kids that cannot afford sure, that. Sure. And there's no way they should not be able to experience that just because of money. Yeah. So Rentham has their West Foundation, which is an amazing foundation, and they have some scholarships. But we've been very fortunate um, that we're able to give five scholarships a year to sixth graders and rent them also. So it starts right there in sixth grade. And hopefully the people that are, you know receive that, they understand what has been done from somebody else, and, and they'll follow that through when they get to high school, and they'll start to donate their own of time. Of course. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So the, these children, I'm sorry, how old were they? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth yeah. grade uh, are getting these scholarships to go down to this camp that, that clearly had an impact on you. Oh, it's, I mean, the place is amazing. And, um, uh, boy, Boy, these are kids that would not have been able to right, go. Right, they would otherwise. not have been able to go, period. Fantastic. They would not be able to go. I know you involve the children heavily. So if you have uh, elementary school kids or high school kids and you want to bring them out to help yeah. Random Smiles, By all means. get involved with Random Absolutely. Smiles, wait for that next project to come up, yep. or better yet, Listen for the need in your community and refer right. them to Random a Smiles and become that's, a champion for somebody that's less fortunate. Absolutely. Um, Paul, talk to us a little bit, if you would, about the high school scholarship program. So the high school scholarship, we're very excited about. Um, we, we started this several years ago now. This is really the kind of the main crux. When we do get most of our money, it obviously goes towards you know towards projects in the community. But we're trying to take a portion of that and put it away so that th- this will be you know uh, something that will will outlive Matt and I for, forever. Uh, so we'll be able to endow this for a long time to come. Uh, it's only $1,500 a year, which I know is not a huge amount of money, but but for some people it is. It'll it pay is. for books. Um, the, the We have a pretty strict requirement. So there's a lot of scholarships that are given, and that's fantastic. We give out $1,500 at Franklin High School and at KP High School, King Philip High School, for someone that's going to go on to college. And it really, it, it it's measured by their propensity for community service, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. It is need-based, not always, uh, but that definitely has, it's a, it's a portion of it. It's really about what these kids have done to give back to their community because, again, I, I know when I was in high school, that was the last thing I thought about is giving back to my community. I'll be perfectly honest. That just didn't register, you know, for, for me. Uh, kids are very different nowadays. We, you know, we, part of their application is uh, an essay about what they actually do to give back to the community. We have to see what their grade point average is and and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But really, the the way that we decide on the winner is what they have done to give back to the community. And Jim, I I cannot explain how many kids do an anonymous amount of uh, extracurricular activities. So everybody plays sports and everybody does some yeah. stuff, yeah. which is great. Everybody does that. Yeah. It's the community service stuff. We we have some kids that donate up to a thousand hours a year. You know, I heard the Zip Trip interview from Fox 25, and if you want to see that, go on the Random Smile Facebook page, and you'll see the Zip Trip uh, Fox 25 interview. I heard you say that a thousand hours. I, I couldn't get my arms around. It doesn't that. make sense. It's twenty hours a week. It's twenty hours a week. It, it and it's for a high but school it's the kid. Truth, for a high school kid. 
And we've had kids that, again, spend their entire summer vacation. They'll go to Mexico and build a church, build a school. They're down there volunteering their time. Some kids are don't, you know, donating their time in hospitals four hours a day. But what Random Smiles is doing by setting these requirements is you're saying uh, this is what we value. Absolutely. And if you value what we value or if you think you might value what we're give it a shot. Yeah. And here's the bar and try to jump over it. And, 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 and there's it, nothing wrong with setting setting that. I think I, rising tides not. raise all ships. I agree. And it's funny that you say that. Originally, our first year or even two years, uh, it was a pretty strict requirement to get this scholarship. And most kids would say, oh, you know, screw it. I'm, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm not writing an essay. Yeah. We get 35 to 50 applications <laughs> a year now. So some of these, you know, some scholarship applications, there's three of them. 35 to 35 50 to a 50. year. Rent them, there were almost 50 applications When did you year. start the scholarship? Uh, I think the scholarship started in 2010. Okay. So it's so been eight in years. eight years, eight short years, yeah. you're now impacting 35 to 50 a- kids. Absolutely. Motivating them to write an essay. Correct. Um, they, not they something that's this. the favorite thing no, in the world to do. No, definitely not. For a kid. But they want this scholarship. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's again, it's it's very beneficial to them. And I don't know if, you know, I, I like to think it's, it's a prestigious award. And, and I think it is. I think it is. Are you kidding me? Um, can you... Do you have any recollection about any of the kids that have won these scholarships, maybe, and have oh, they come back to you? And, oh, I know almost all of them. Yeah, they'll, they'll do whatever we need done, they will do. So, And at this point, they're college kids because yeah, they've gone on, they've been and, awarded the scholarship. And, and out of college. Yep. Um, I'll use the Hino family as a, an example. Great, great. Phil and and Nick. Nick is actually going to be uh, joining the service this year. But so this is Phil Jr.? Phil Jr. and Nick, his, his younger brother. Whenever we need something done... They are the first two people to volunteer. God bless them. And again, isn't that exactly what you're, you're talking about? It's all about paying it forward. Hundreds of people volunteered at their house to, to make sure that they were going to have you know, a, a, some semblance of a normal childhood after they lost their dad. They are the first people to volunteer. No matter what we do, they're there. I don't care what it is. They're there. You know, it's, it's it's awesome. It's back to what we were talking about earlier, Paul. I'm getting goosebumps talking about this stuff because that's the impact. The impact, yes, you did a you did a renovation that would have been impossible. Right. You know, which frankly, you guys pulling up to it thought this might be impossible. <laughs> Matt, what are we doing here? <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, you pulled it off, and the real impact is that you have Phil and his brother Nick, yep. who are there saying, "What do you need us what for? What do you need? We're ready. Whatever, whatever you need, we're yeah. here for you." That's the real change. Oh, of course, it is absolutely. You know? And and uh, any others pop pop to mind? Yeah, the Jamelli family, um, as again a Rentham family, unfortunately went through ALS. Um, we we I didn't know Tim personally. His one of his friends reached out to us. They knew we had done the thing for Phil. They yep. wanted to renovate his basement. We ended up doing another very large project for us. Um, the Jamelli family was fantastic. Anything that we need, even today, when we have a, a need, she's Amory is the first one to donate money or time, whatever it may be. Uh, we we definitely changed their lives. Tim was able to live at home for the last year and a half of his life in relative comfort uh, because of what we were able to do for them, which was fantastic. So they have done it. Uh, he he ended up passing away three years ago. They have done a actually two years ago. He they've done a golf tournament for the last three years. Last year, they invited Matt and I to play golf with them. Uh, at the end of that tournament, they brought us up. They presented us with a check for $2,500 just because of what we had done. They Incredible. had raised some money for their family, and they wanted to give back to Random Smile because they, they know that all that money is going to go assist somebody else that they probably know. Sure. In the meantime, Tim was a Fidelity employee. A gentleman from Fidelity came out to me and asked if we were a 501c3, and I said, oh, absolutely, of course we are. We get a check from him for $1,000 a week later. 
It's just it's it's unbelievable how many people this actually reaches because of because of what we do. Yeah. Every every dollar that we raise goes right back into the community. Yeah. I want to remind people we are speaking with Paul Mola. Paul is the president and co-founder of Random Smile Project. My name is Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find my podcast at chaptersradio.com. I want to talk to you, Paul, a little bit about yourself, um, because uh, we've talked a lot about what you do here with the 501c3, um, which is fantastic. Um, you're married. You're here. Uh, you live locally. You have children? I do. I have three children. Three. And how old are they? Uh, my wife, Christine, and I have been married for 23 years. We have three girls. Uh, they've, they're very challenging at times. <laughs> my oldest, Caroline, will be 21 in October. Okay. My middle one, Catherine, will be, uh, she just turned 19 in May. And then my youngest, Elizabeth, just turned 14 in April. 14 so. in April. That's fantastic. Now, are they involved with Random Smile? Oh, absolutely. Whatever we need, they're there. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I knew the answer to that before oh, I asked you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever we need. Um, do you think the impact on your children, what What do you think? I mean, I just, uh, hopefully. The impact's been watching you do this. Yeah, hopefully what it is is they, they just feel that they, they this is the way that they're supposed to go through their life. They, they've been very fortunate in life also. They just realize that that's the way life is. If you are fortunate in life, you need to give people give to people that are less fortunate than mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've instilled that in them. I, I hope that I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I have because my wife, Christine, is is incredible. She's a, she's a giving person. Uh, so they see it from both of us every single day. Right. And like you, I know your co-founder, Matt, is a family oh, guy. He's thing. got children he, as well. He has two daughters also. And I'm sure they're random smiled up to the max. Absolutely. Um, Anything we need, they're, they're the first kids there. Yeah. The Wiffle Ball Tournament, which has become the signature event for Random Smile. You've gone from the black tie event to the Wiffle Ball field. Both of them are great, but I will tell you, I happen to love the Wiffle Ball angle. Uh, it is <laughs> happening on Saturday, August 18th. Register at randomsmiles.org. If you can't get through for any reason on that, uh, just try the Facebook page, message. We also have a uh, P.O. box, so any anytime you do want to send a message or send a donation, it's Random Smile Project uh, at P.O. Box 13, Franklin, Mass. 02038. Great. This is going to be a blast. By the way, if you're not playing, come out with a lawn chair, bring the family, bring the kids. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting day. I, I'll tell you what, you want to get enthusiastic about what's going on in today's world and put all of this negativity aside. Come on out to a Random Smile event. Saturday, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to give the time. The time is? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock a.m. Okay, this is a 9 o'clock a.m. first pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we actually, you know, registration starts at 8 just to get everybody acclimated, but the first pitch starts at 9. There's 10 fields going at once. It's it's really pretty cool. These guys don't do anything halfway, so (laughs) please come out. Please come out. And by the way, um, go on the website, randomsmileproject.org. If you are uh, so inclined, uh, please donate. I got to tell you, your money is all spent locally. It is uh, all goes directly to need. We're truly grassroots, and I think that's the best part about Random Smile. Again, Mm -hmm. you know, you could be... Um, you could end up working with someone you haven't seen in 20 years. They just happen to be back in Franklin. Uh, it's just it's a great way to network. It's just it's it's very fulfilling to be able to see what we do to change people's lives when we do a small project. Again, we've done, I mean, small things. We, we actually this past year we just put in a handicapped accessible swing at Fletcher Field. So when you come down to see the wiffle ball tournament, you can see it. It's right in the same bank. Of, of swings that were down there. We added a, a swing that kids can actually just wheel the wheelchair right on. They can, you know, uh, chain themselves in on both sides and swing with their friends. Mm-hmm. It is 
it's awesome to it, see the kids using it is it's unbelievable yeah and again the footprints of random smiles are all around this community and um, I would argue they're in the minds and the hearts of everybody that lives here uh, it's a great organization you'll see the t-shirts it goes from a found face all the way to the <laughs> smiley face in yellow which signifies a need has been met yeah. and that's what random smile does so once again I want to encourage everybody to go to the random smile project website that's www.randomsmile.org um, make sure you sign up for uh, their newsletter provide your email address go on their Facebook page and like them uh, shoot them a message Nancy will get right back to you but find a way to get involved uh, this is uh, everything that's right with this world is encompassed in Thank the you. Random Smile Project <laughs> I can say that because I've been watching them for the past 12 years in Franklin I'm now getting off the off the bench and going to get involved with Random Smiles and I'd really hope to see as many of you there as possible. So, Paul, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you um, for having me. I, for my guest, Paul Mola, my name is Jim Derrick saying thanks for listening to Chapters Radio, and we'll see you next week.